Hello and welcome back to the Business First Podcast. This is uh, episode, what, six? No? Episode seven. Eight. Seven. We think, we're, uh, we think we've done six or seven of them now. <laughs> but uh, today uh, we are going to be uh, drinking a pale, I'm sorry, not a pale ale, an amber ale uh, from North High Brewing. It looks like this is in partnership, or at least I think it's in partnership with the Blue Jackets, or no? It's it, an homage to the Blue Jackets. And it is sold at, at Nationwide Arena. It is sold at Nationwide. It's called Stick. Uh, Stick Amber Ale, which I'm assuming will be uh, pretty easily drinkable. Um, you should introduce yourself so we can all introduce ourselves so okay. our listeners can tell who's uh, who's here today. All right. I'm Doug Buchanan. I'm Mark Summerson. I'm Emily Bench. I am Dan Eaton. I'm Nick Fortini. And I am Rick Titus. Okay. Uh, Nick, you chose the beer today. Uh, why did you choose Stick Amber Ale? Well, because it's hockey season. Yes. And uh, we're excited about uh, our uh, last run here towards the uh, playoffs with our newly uh, renovated team. And, yeah. And, and if I might add, both the OSU men and women's <laughs> ice hockey teams are in the playoffs. Big Ten champions. Uh, yeah, Big Ten. The, first time, nice. the first time the Ohio State men's have ever, ever been Big Ten champions. And this beer markets itself as the only high stick you will ever want to hit your lips. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was one. clever. All right. You want to do the, the ceremony? ceremonial? Nice. nice. Oh, very good. All right. And uh, I want to wish everyone a uh, happy Christmas Eve. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Even though this will be running a couple of weeks from now. I'm like Cobert, though. You just, yeah, you just run with you it. You go with it. <laughs> yeah. These are timeless. It yeah. is Christmas right. Eve. Yeah. It is Christmas Eve. And Drinking a hockey. As beer everybody knows, Eve. the crew won their first game ten nothing. <laughs> we'll edit that back in later. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Uh, it's got a little. Uh, looks like David Savard on the. That's what I was going to say as well. It's a very David Savard esque yes. person. The beard is may he, be a, a an little impressive longer, beard. But he's got that look, the Savard look. Mm-hmm. This will be David Savard in round three of the playoffs. Yeah, uh, when yes. they make it that far. Yeah. Uh, which so, yes. So the other reason yeah. I chose this is because you you guys have been making me drink stouts and porters. <laughs> yes, and that's not really my groove. So, do you have a preference for pale ales versus amber ales? I like them both. You like them both. Okay. Tell us about this one. I haven't tried it yet. I've All been right, too busy talking. Everybody try? Yeah, it's pretty good. Cheers. What's the difference between an amber ale and a pale ale? Frothy. I mean, it, the color clearly, but... Yes, it's because it's the it's the malt uh, that is used. A, an amber ale uses more of a caramel malt. Caramel? Caramel. What are we, what are we going with? Either way. Mafre, <laughs> mafre. Uh, a caramel malt. So it's uh, it's treated a little bit more. Pale ales are just a basic uh, barley malt. And um, uh, they, from what I was reading, they are widely available and widely used as a base uh, malt. But uh, the, you, uh, you do, I guess, I don't know how to make it a caramel malt. Do you have any idea how to get from... Basic malt to caramel malt. I think I think that is the the malt. Oh, I that is like, the yeah, it is a kind. Yes. It's not a true. You don't have kind. to caramelize right. your malt like yeah. you would. No. You don't <laughs> add sugar yeah, and uh, and slowly cook on it. Yeah, that right. Uh, in butter. <laughs> and the website says <laughs> that there are flavors of toffee and mm-hmm. caramel. Oh well, there we go. Right. Uh, right. Complemented by undertones of dried apricots and pine. Dried apricots and pine. That's what the website says. The website would not lie. Yeah. No. no. 
The internet always tells the truth. I I've never. I don't get the apricot. And it's not just beer. Like I love coffee and I drink coffee a lot. But when I read the descriptions on the wall that have the floral undernotes, like I just never notice them. At least with alcohol, I know it's. I'm just not. I don't drink beer that often, so that's probably why I don't taste it. But I drink coffee a lot, and I never taste it. And I like wine, and I don't really get the flavors in wine. Right. I drink, drink wine has more flavor than beer. I do. Do you drink coffee and beer at the same time? No. Okay. No, that Just would drinking. be bad. Well, you do in a good coffee stout or coffee. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. But I don't really think I've ever had a really good one. Oh. oh. And apparently proceeds of this go to the Movember Foundation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. What uh, is that? For uh, men's health. Yes. Um, it's the thing where you don't shave in November. Uh, the thing where you don't shave. Or month. any other month like Mark. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Uh, but uh, The guy on the can has a very nice beard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is impressive. It is impressive. Um, has anybody had any other amber or pale ales lately? Hmm. Hmm. I had this one at a Blue Jackets game, which I thought was appropriate at the North High stand in the club level. It was, mm. I like it. Doug, I drank a Commodore Perry uh, over the weekend. Um, Commodore Perry from Great Lakes. Yeah, Yeah, that's a very good one. I had something called Grunion Pale Ale from Ballast Point. Ballast Point is... California. California, okay. San Diego. San Diego, yeah, and it was good. And if you look at the color, it's kind of similar. I mean, it's it's not Mm -hmm. that pale. It looks more like a... It's made with grunions. <laughs> Real yes. bits of grunion. <laughs> that sounds so nasty. <laughs> well, well, Stan does. has had seafood uh, beers before. Mm-hmm. I've tried. North High makes an oyster, uh, yeah. an oyster stout. Yeah. Oh, does it taste like fish? <laughs> it, it, it it's a little briny. Yeah, very briny. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> and I've had a lot. I've had a lobster stout slick to it that an oyster does, <laughs> or at least I thought so. And it was yeah. probably in my head. Right. It wasn't very good. I had a Seven Sun lobster mm-hmm. uh, infused beer once okay. and did not like that whatsoever. Yeah. That was why uh, would those like pairing? Why? Um, maybe the saltiness is that? Is it supposed to be like? I actually do not know the history of uh, uh, oyster stouts or, yeah. or, or seafood stouts. So it's a it's a thing though. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's clearly yeah, they, they exist out there in small numbers. Um, I don't think anybody likes them. I think they do it and say, "Hey, we made an oyster stout. Aren't we?" Clever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because um, Colin talked about that when we were out there. Mm-hmm. Talk, I think he, he said he got, I can't remember where he said he got the lobster shells, but it was like lobster shells. That's right. what, like spent Kinda lobster shells. The, the flavor there. Yeah, and, and he, I, I, I wish I could remember where he said he got them, but it was a one-time thing. A dumpster. Red Lobster. <laughs> I remember him saying he really liked it, and so I, you know, I didn't really. Lobster say sounds lot. better than oyster, but either one doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's I, the weirdest beer pairing these you guys have had? Or is the oyster? What's the weirdest like, ingredient? Yeah, in a, that's up there. Yeah, like that's oyster, oyster one was. I had a a donut one that mm-hmm. it was way too sweet. Um, Seven Sun did a cask for April Fool's one year of a, of a Kool Aid infused beer that was that was um, was it the grape? They, they did it as a joke, but people were actually, or actually drinking. Or I forget. It was kind of greenish color though. <laughs> wow. The end result. So. Yeah, I mentioned this in the in the last uh, in the last podcast, but the uh, 
the ice cream one, the Jenny's pairing with Land Grant. Mm, the strawberry. Uh, that was, yeah. That was, like that. that was out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not my thing. Yeah. And uh, was, uh, I don't know if I remember who, what brewer it was. Somebody made news today or this past week by putting. Uh, it was the Lucky Charms. Beer. Lucky, yeah, yeah, Lucky Charms. Oh, yeah. Out in Virginia. Oh, yeah. That's actually, they tweeted about this, but Wolf's Ridge and Homestead have both made like cereal inspired uh, 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 beers, some of which are, are quite good. Homestead did a Fruity Pebbles beer that they, they actually brewed with Fruity mm. Pebbles. Wow. Um, I never tried that one, but uh, but Wolf's Ridge, uh, Chris, the brewmaster over there, loves cereal, and um, they <laughs> routinely at, at some of their events will have, like they've had like a, a Cocoa Puffs beer, they've had... Wow. Um, I'm holding out for the Captain Crunch. Mm-hmm. They did they, they did have a Captain Crunch beer. Oh. Crunch Berries. Oh, crunch and you, berries. Could use, yeah. you could use the peanut butter Captain Crunch and make a good stout. Cocoa yeah. Puffs sound pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say Cocoa Puffs stout. I forget what yeah. other ones they've done, but uh, like, oh, well, they well, do cinnamon, cinnamon Toast Brunch. I mean, the name off of that, that's one of their regular beer, regular... That's Cinnamon kind of Toast cereal? cereal is what they do that for? Well, I don't think they actually use cereal in that, but cereal okay. was the, was the inspiration. So the Lucky Charms one, like, is it going to taste like the marshmallows? Like, I'm is guessing that the... it, it's it meant has to marshmallow taste like, in it is uh, what I understand. Yeah, like uh, what pro- uh, what cereal milk. At what part <laughs> of the process do you put it in? Is it at the beginning or is it at the oh, very end? It would just end? dissolve either way. Yeah, it's got to be. Probably... I would imagine. I don't know for sure. I'd imagine towards the end because it. it would and be then you just filter nasty. out the. You probably supplement it in some way. I mean, if you think about it, if you think of like milk stouts, um, I mean, there is already like like lactose in mm-hmm. it. There's already mm-hmm. sort of a milk element. And most of the rest of cereals, grains anyway, you know, so it's not a little little sugar here, a little cinnamon there. Yeah. Everything uh, else is natural. Beer over it's the really lucky charm. <laughs> 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 Next time. Here he is. Yeah. I am sure somebody's, yeah. tried somebody's that. done that probably this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, uh, yeah, if and when we ever go to North High and do our own, that's that'll be the ingredient that we do. Is we, we vote on cereal. Lucky and we we yeah. tell them we're gonna, we want to put this. I vote bacon. There's bacon, bacon beer. Oh, I've had there. a bacon yeah, beer. I've yeah. had bacon beer. And that's good? Um, it, you, it's a smoky, yeah. bacon-y thing and salty, but not necessarily yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, you could taste it and you're like, wow, that does taste like bacon, but it's not something that I would want in a beer over and over again. Mm. Just that once. Not bad with a Bloody Mary, though. Nice oh, no. Bacon. No, that would Bloody be good. Mary. You can put almost yeah, anything in a Bloody Mary. It's true. Almost anything. Lucky charms, except lucky, lucky charms. charms. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried that. Uh, the so, only other beer that I regret, uh, ingredient wise, was Lineage did a beet beer. Oh yeah, yeah. it oh, looked yeah. really good. Was it really red? It was really red, and I like beets, but there was just something about that beer that just it tastes didn't. like dirt. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. I suppose yeah. yeah. It's like a borscht beer. <laughs> exactly. There yeah, not good. Yeah. It, I it, tasted it, it. It wasn't, um, yeah. I, of course, finished it, but uh, I didn't enjoy it. So, Nick, do you like your choice? I do. I think this is very good, actually. Yeah. It's very drinkable. Uh, I like yeah. it. Really? Not we, do we have a consensus? Yes. Mm-hmm. Six right. people like this beer. And I actually learned something in researching this beer. Uh, it has... Uh, it has an IBU score of 36. Does anyone know what an IBU well, is? Well, compared to last week, what was that one? Uh, or two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. That one was fairly 70-something. Yeah, it was up in the 70s. It's IBU. And you guys didn't like that. So you guys already know what an IBU is. Right? It's a bitterness something, right? Bitter, International bitter, bitter units. units. International bitter, yeah. And what did you say the, like, the number was? 36. So yeah, this was not the, much. The range yeah. is typically between 15 at the low end and 80 at the high end. 
We had one that was high. A I was going to say, I've seen, one that, range. I've seen one that was 100, right? Oh, yeah, you can go up to, oh, okay. it, you can go up as high as you want, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Because what it does is it measures the, uh, just mem- measures the, the bitter components chemically in the beer. Yeah. And then applies a score to it. Hmm. Right. Yeah. I'd like to point out at this point that Nick brought notes, which is, and did homework, which yeah. is something nobody's ever done yeah, before. Yeah, we're a business newspaper, <laughs> so I thought maybe some type of information <laughs> for the people Accurate listening. information. Accurate is okay. information. And this came to us from the Brew Enthusiast, which you. is a guy named Chris McClellan who sits in his apartment in Brooklyn and writes about beer, I guess. <laughs> Enthusiastically. Enthusiastically, yes. Yeah. So we were talking about Christmas Eve. Why is that? What, what is Land Grant doing? Dan, you wrote about it this week. Oh, they are um, they are brewing a new beer for the crew. Uh, they had a beer for the last several years called Glory, um, which was an American wheat ale. And uh, they decided with the new ownership and this new era uh, for the crew that they're once again going to make they're still partnered with the group, but they're going to do a new beer for it. So what they're doing tonight in, uh, uh, is is uh, they, they have four different pilot uh, pilot batches of the beer that are out at four different bars. Uh, people can go out and try them. On Sunday, they will have, um, uh, after this this podcast will long have aired, <laughs> the beer will probably even be decided by now. But, They'll uh, be out. But, but they, be uh, out. on Sunday, they will have all four beers at their tap room, and you can vote online as to which one oh. should be the next mm. beer for the crew. And yeah, then they will and they stuff. will name it and brand it. Uh, I don't know if it's still going to be Glory or not. Mm. Um, uh, Old I, Glory and New Glory. Yeah. yeah. So there's so. a Juicy Pale Ale, mm-hmm. a Black Ale. An American wheat and a brute IPA. Yes, Ooh. I would bet if I were a brute. betting man, I'm going to bet on the juicy pale ale to win, just because yeah. that seems to be a mm. style of beer that people really are really into these days. So, especially in the summertime. That's right. Yeah. Although I am a fan of brute IPAs. So. I am not. <laughs> Dan and I differ on that one. Brute what, what, meaning, is, what is a brute? Uh, uh, they use champagne yeast in it, so oh, good it, it has so it's a dry. yes, it has a very dry finish relative to. Like uh, how is it juicy then? Oh wait, no, that's that's a different. I was like, how is it? I'm sure someone out there has a juicy brute IPA, a juicy fruited brute IPA, black white IPA. Yeah. So again, I know. I think we discussed this in our very first one or second one, but juicy. What makes it juicy? It's it's the hops, the type of hops they use that give it. Um, I mean, some will actually add juice to it, but generally speaking, juicy IPAs just have a, a, a predominance of hops that, that give the beer um, really tropical Ooh. or citrusy flavors. So, okay. And that can vary. So what were the other ones? There's a, there's, a, there's a juicy IPA. There's a, a juicy, there's a black ale. Black ale. I'm sorry, yeah. a juicy pale ale, yep. yeah. not IPA. Um, a black ale, an American wheat, and yeah. a brute IPA. And the, you said the glory was an American week mm-hmm. before, it so week. it's yeah. the variation. Yeah. Of that I had that one. I liked that. Yeah, glory was one yeah. of my. I, I was. I'm a, I was a, a little bummed that they took the old the old glory uh, away because it was one of my favorite beers of theirs. But uh, although I'm sure it will live on in some form, <laughs> this is going to be a first. I think everybody's going to finish their beer. Yes. Oh, even Emily. Well, right. well that's I'm, because I'm you're. We're not drinking like nine point seven. Yes, that's true. Uh, we didn't say what the ABV is. Yeah, Dan, point you two. missed a strong one. It's a little last heavy. Oh, I heard. Little yeah. heavy. It's yeah. a 6.2 for an amber ale. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think we can wrap it up. Nick, do you have anything else on your beer? Um, uh, that was obviously a good choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we will see you uh, next week. <laughs>